Welcome to Mid-October in Season 2, Episode 37 of Kenny and the Coaches. Today I have Edmund North Assistant Girls Basketball Coach B.C. Collins. Coach Collins has been the head girls basketball coach at Oklahoma Christian Academy and been an assistant at Bishop McGinnis. And here's my conversation with Coach B.C. Collins. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to visit with me a little bit today. No, absolutely. Appreciate you having me. Oh, no problem at all, man. No problem at all. Now, are you uh, at Edmund North, are you helping coach any other sports? No, sir. I just, just stick with girls basketball, and it's obviously, man, it's uh, with Coach P, you know, they, they even warned me, you know, as a running joke before I started there, like, hey, uh, hopefully you bring a sleeping bag because you're going to be there all night. <laughs> and so it's um, it's more than enough. So, no, just, just coaching girls basketball. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I imagine that a school that big, I mean, I bet you can just specialize in just, you know, just coaching basketball. How many assistant coaches do you guys have? So it's myself, uh, Coach Bob Ronis, who's the head coach, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our freshman coach, Coach Gertis, and then we have one more coach, Coach Hawk, who does – who actually does multiple sports. He's in football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll join us when basketball season starts, and then he goes to girls' soccer. So he uh, he's one of the rare ones here, but he does he does three sports. <laughs> yeah. Now, I bet you guys are probably already kind of getting the work. I mean, you got a back-to-back to defend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, we, we started, honestly, man, as soon as the season was over, we gave him a couple, about a week off, and then it was – uh, just kind of right back into, you know, wrapping up that year and then getting prepared for summer. Uh, we have a really, really good freshman class coming in. Um, so we got started with them this summer with summer league and things like that, as well as our JV and varsity. And, man, we've been kind of rolling ever since. So um, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't really stop you, especially, like you said, when you're trying to defend something as, as uh, important as that. So uh, we've, been, we've been hitting it. Yeah. And what was that like for you last season, being a part of that championship run? Uh, man, truthfully, man, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, I knew I was coming into a special situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been coaching for a while. I've been on the boys side, uh, first half of my career. And now I'm on the girl side, you know, um, and I've seen all different types of teams, man. I've had years where we won five games and then last year you have a year where you, you went undefeated. Um, so it's just one of those things like, man, as the clock went down on that last championship game and you just think about your journey and you just think about every team you've been, every kid you've had a, you know, pleasure of of coaching and hopefully impacting and man, it just hits you at the end. But uh, the most important thing, man, is just that group we had last year was so special and I was so grateful to be a part of it, man. It's not, not only were they talented, but man, they worked so hard. I mean, it's, so a lot of it was a relief Mm -hmm. that it was finally over. Um, (laughs) Because yeah. it's just, man, people don't realize just how much goes into it. I, even I didn't. And, you know, I've been coaching for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been on some really talented teams. But, man, you don't realize how much it truly takes to be a champion. Um, and then now that you have it, man, you, you definitely want to go right back and get it. So we're, we're, we're gunning for that third for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, man, I bet that is kind of, you know, you you know what you went through to get to that point. Now you want to do it again. And you want right to get right back to work. You know, now how many girls at a, a powerhouse program like Edmund North play like summer ball, like AAU ball? Um, last year we had um, quite a few, quite a few of them. There's actually, you know, some that 
that, you know, decide not to. But for the most part, we definitely encourage our girls to try to find a team and, and try to find a team that that fits you and that allows you to be yourself. And um, so this year, you know, this past year, we had quite a few yeah. uh, join a team and from every level. Um, so that, that truly helps out because, you know, if you want to get better at something, you have to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, we had quite a few actually. How how important do you think AAU ball is for kids? Um, I think it's very important, but also, I mean, I I also we have um, a couple of girls that play other sports as well. So we've had girls that play, you know, softball during the summer, or we have a couple of girls right now that play cross country or volleyball. Um, I just think it's whatever you decide to do, just 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 go hard at it and mm-hmm. and make sure you know it's a, it's like I said, it's a really good fit for you, but. Um, there's a lot of really good programs out there and a lot of really good coaches that um, do a good job. And we trust that our girls are being taught and they're being, you know, they're playing good competition. And and when they come back to us, you know, they don't miss a beat, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's the most important thing. Um, And we really have nothing but good experiences so far Mm -hmm. with our girls playing AAU ball. And we go out and support them and and try to see them in action. So, um, Mm -hmm. no, I think it's very important. Yeah, you know, I think early on, whenever AAU kind of started getting bigger than it was, I, I really think that, like, you know, school coaches kind of clash a little bit with AAU coaches, but I think both of them now kind of see the benefit of using each other. You know, and I think that's Absolutely. that's not going to do anything but help grow the sport, and I think it's already probably the most, you know, it's, it's when this comes out, it'll be football season, so right now football's really big, but I think, you know, per kid, I think basketball's probably – grown in popularity so much that it's probably the most popular sport to play in Oklahoma for sure. Oh, and I think the best part about it is there's levels for every kid yes. in every program, and there's, and there's a program for every kid, as opposed to just everybody trying out for these top programs and, mm-hmm. and probably not getting in, or you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, um, and there's, you know, it has its problems, just like everything else has, but for the most part, I mean, I think the best part is, you know, even from our freshman, our JV, and our varsity I, I know a lot of coaches and I know a lot of programs and I'm kind of able to say, Hey, you know, I think you should reach out to them or try out for them. And mm-hmm. um, so it's been, it's been a really good uh, deal so far. Yeah. Now let's shift gears a little bit. When you first started coaching, what was it, who were some of the people that kind of influenced you to want to become a coach? Yeah. Great question. So um, growing up, man, for sure, probably my high school coach, uh, Sean Shank, who's at uh, Crossings now, mm-hmm. um, he's, man, he's been a really good uh, mentor for me. And he's just kind of the one that kind of gave me that that opportunity. It was just kind of like, man, okay, I, this is this is kind of what I want to do. And, you know, man, I um, – and I just – you know, me, I just – growing up, man, I loved – I love kids. And I love working with kids. And, and I love basketball. And I was like, no better way to kind of give back to, you know, the sport is than coaching – um, and I'm grateful that, you know, uh, when I first started, I reached out to uh, Coach Lenny Hatchett, who's at Dell City now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just told him, like, hey, man, you know, I'm an alum here at Santa Fe, um, and I would love to uh, coach. And he was like, man, I don't technically have a spot for you. Uh, but he kind of pulled some, spring, some strings and uh, got me on board. So that first year, I was kind of a, a volunteer assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, man, he put me on staff and they made a, made a way for me. So, um, 
definitely those two off the top, man. That's that's kind of how I got into it. And then after that, man, I've just been blessed to have so many people that I would call mentors and friends that I look up to in this in this coaching world um, that have done a great job of um, of just uh, just having that I can lean on and, and call whatever I need, whatever it is. So yeah. those would be the two that kind of got me get started into it. Yeah, how important? Because I, I I ask this question of a lot of people, but how important is it? to you to have those people to be able to ask questions to, like those mentor coaches that you're talking about? How vital was it for you and your growth as a coach? Oh, it's, it's huge. You know, everybody, you know, looks at it and they're like, oh, I could do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but until you, even as an assistant, you know, it's, you know, it's tough. But then when you actually make that, that step one seat over and all that <laughs> pressure's on you and everybody's, all eyes are on you, man, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so for me early on, I, I wish I would have asked more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I never assumed that I knew it all, but I was just kind of just in a, sitting in the background, just kind of watching, because um, I had a lot of coaches that uh, were coaches, coaches for a very long time. You know, I had Coach Hatchett, and, you know, we had Tommy Griffin, who was on staff that he brought with him, um, who's, you know, an Oklahoma legend. Yeah. Um, and we had some other coaches on as well that um, that I really looked up to as well, Coach Pendergrass, Coach Groves. And I was a young pup, you know what I mean, so... Um, I was just kind of sitting in the background, just kind of watching those guys. Um, but as I got older and, you know, I got matured, um, I definitely started to reach out. And one of my biggest mentors to this day is uh, Coach Hayes. Um, and, you know, we got together whenever at uh, Solid Rock as a gym in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, and we've run camps the last almost 10 years now. And, I mean, I've leaned on him. He's helped me out a ton. Um, I'm able to use him as – has references sometimes, um, and mm-hmm. uh, so he's just been huge for me, um, as well as Coach Craig Wigginton at Solid Rock. So I mean, I've been I've been blessed to have a ton of people that I look up to. And now I'm in a position now. Um, I'm not an old guy yet, but I feel like it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm able to kind of do that now for some of these younger guys that are starting to get into coaching. And um, so I just kind of want to get back anyways I can that those guys uh, did for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think that's something, too. I, I was kind of the same way when I first started. It was like, I know I don't know it all, but it's not, it's not a pride thing, but it's like a, it's almost like you don't want to bother people asking them questions. But Absolutely. That's one Absolutely. thing That's one thing I think I've, I've found out just over my years of coaching is that we're all a brotherhood. I mean, we may, you know, we compete against each other, and we get kind of fiery with each other sometimes. But in the end, you know, if you go to a coach's clinic or just call somebody, uh, you're going to sit around and chalk talk or just do whatever because everybody's pretty much an open book. No, for sure. I totally agree. Yeah. Now, how much of a transition was it for you to go from being, you know, you went from an assistant to a head coach, but what was it like going back to being an assistant? So for me, um, when I knew my time was up at OCA, I, um, I had a couple interviews and, you know, I had a chance to, uh, go to a program, but it was going to be one of those things where um, it just didn't it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And I had actually reached out to Coach P um, earlier, you know, um, and I was like, "Hey, there's going to be an opportunity. I'm going to do some interviews, obviously, but um, if there's an opportunity that I can join your staff, man, I would I would I would love to." And mm-hmm. I just you know I've I've known him for a while, and I you know obviously I've 
and sat back and I've admired him um, and what he's done and what he's accomplished because, I mean, people don't know, man. People see Edmund North now and they look at it like, man, it's a powerhouse. He's done an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't realize what he built that program from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. about 10 years ago. Um, I mean, they, I wouldn't say it's a, a laughing stock, but, man, they were not very good. Mm-hmm. And so the, the work that he's done building up that program, that's ultimately what I want to do. What I want to do. Um, and so I was like, you know, who better to learn from than than, than coach? So um, I reached out to him. Um, and it's crazy how it all works out, you know. And oh, yeah. So long story short, um, you know, I sat and we talked. Man, we first sat down. We, we talked for about three hours. Um, just about anything and everything and just mm-hmm. kind of what it would look like and things like that. And so um, he gave me the opportunity and um, I'm grateful to be here. It's my second year and, man, I've, um, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, and you said that about the not feeling right and this this one just felt right. There is something to that. There's something, you know, whenever you visit with someone or you go to interview and it's just like, I don't need to think about it. You know, I mean, I, I, this yep. just feels too right. You know, and it's just opposite of that too. Whenever it, you go into an interview or visit with someone or something like that, and it's just like, man, I just there's something about this that ain't jiving with me, you know. And it's there is, I mean, that's that's a feeling. I think, you know, it's it's almost like a taking a, a step of faith, and it's like I hope I land on something solid, but you know, yeah, but still, but sure. you got to go with your heart on a lot of things, you know. Sure. Now. Um, You've been at two private schools, right? You were at the OCA and at uh, Bishop McGinnis, is that right? Correct. What was that experience like at those two schools? Uh, it's um, different, I would say different, but truthfully, man, um, the, one of the best experiences that I've ever had, ever. I mean, growing up, you know, everybody looks at private schools a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have your stereotypes and um, when I went to McGinnis, man, I promise you, I, it could have been more untrue. Mm-hmm. I mean, those kids, I was on the boys' side then. Um, and, man, my guys that I have there, and to this day, um, I had, man, actually had a couple of them um, come to all three of our, our state games this past uh, March. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got to see me win, you know, my first championship. But I haven't coached those guys since 2000. 18, 19, um, yeah. and, uh, but man, it's, it's totally different. Um, but I will tell you, man, the pride that they have for their school because their parents played there and went there, their grandparents played there and went there. Mm-hmm. And so it means something. So when you go to those games, no matter how good or bad you are, man, a student session is going to be packed. You have parents and grandparents there supporting you. And it just means, it just means a lot more. Um, than what I've noticed at a lot of public schools, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And the mm-hmm. kids, man, they, they're so humble. They work so hard. And the craziest thing is, man, I may have had one or two kids go on to play uh, basketball at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but you know, a lot of kids, you know, if their if their goal is in their end game is not to play college ball, then you're probably not going to get a ton of commitment out of them and that, but it couldn't be more of the opposite with these kids that we had at McGinnis mm-hmm. um, and then my time at OCA I was on the girls side I was a head girls coach man it was um, it's a that's the smallest school I've ever been at yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it was a class A school uh, K through 12th it was about 450 uh, kids 500 yeah 
Um, and so you're going from a 6A or 5A school where you had, you know, a thousand kids to a graduating class of maybe 25. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I will say, I loved how close my girls were. Um, even to this day, man, they, they are each other's best friends and their biggest supporters. Um, I mean, when they, they show love to each other, it's not fake. It yeah. is genuine. And they, uh, it was, it took me a little time. It took them a little bit of time to kind of get used to me and me and who I was. And, you know, I'm somebody I'm trying to change things around. So obviously they're not going to, you know, gravitate towards that at first, especially when they're seeing mm-hmm. all the running and lifting and things I have planned. But, yeah. um, man, when they bought in, they bought in hard. And we did uh, some incredible things there. Uh, and I love my girls. Uh, and I know I have their back for life. Same with my guys at McGinnis and any kid that I've had the pleasure of coaching. So yeah. uh, I love the private schools. And I would definitely do it again. Yeah. Now, what would you say to people that – because, I mean, it's it's like it's, it seems like it's a topic that never is going to go away, the public versus private thing. What would you yeah. say to people that have an issue with private schools? Well, a lot of the deals that I'm noticing, they're, they're, their biggest thing is they're like, well, well they can recruit. They can recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can recruit, but a kid's going to have to pay twelve, fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> dollars what, what sense does that make? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and if you go to, let's use like more, for example, I, I think it's an open transfer, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so why is that not a big deal? But, you know, you're thinking the private school. They just when they think of private school, they think of wealth and they think of money. And, um, yes, a lot of these schools, they do have that, but um, it's not just one of those things like, hey, they're passing out money and they're passing out scholarships and yeah. come over here and come <laughs> join us. You know, I mean, it's just, it, I can only speak from my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. Um, so I get it. There's a lot of people, but a lot of it is, and honestly, the, re- the way it hit me the most was, when I went to OCA and we were in class A and we were class 2A and those small towns, man, they did not like us <laughs> because of that reason there. Yeah. Um, they, they just thought that, you know, we just recruit and we get the best kids. And, mm-hmm. and the craziest thing is my girls have been going there since pre-K. I mean, yeah. they literally have baby mm-hmm. pictures together in OCA t-shirts yeah. all the way up from pre-K to when they graduate. So, um, I don't, I don't get it, but I think a lot of it's just ignorance of not knowing and not understanding it. But I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I when I first started out coaching, gosh, I can't remember what it was like two thousand four or five somewhere in there. I'd started at a private school in uh, uh, in Durant, and it was you know I, the public versus private thing wasn't a, wasn't a debate at all back then, and it just seemed like another school to me. You know, the kids exactly. that had been going there that were in high school had gone there ever since the school had been open, you know, just like you were saying. And that is a that is an interesting point you brought up about the open transfers because there's, I mean, Moore's not the only town that does that. There's quite a few. Exactly. I've, I've heard yep. stories of kids being at one school on Friday and they show up at the other school <laughs> on Monday. And so. that is, it happens. It happens a lot more than you know, but it's also oh, yeah. one of those things like, Sometimes, I mean, usually there's a lot of things that factor into that. I mean, it could be parents with their, their living situation or their jobs. I mean, so mm-hmm. for me, early on, I used to be, you know, well, why is this kid doing that? Why is this kid doing that? As I've gotten older, I just got to ask myself, hey, does this affect me? How does this affect me? If it doesn't, then it has, it has nothing to do with me. Absolutely. Um, 
And I think a lot of people just need to kind of learn that concept, but um, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what do you think, to kind of get off of that a little bit, what what do you think is the most important part of being a coach? Uh, man, uh, you got to be able to relate to kids. Yeah. I mean, you can be the most talented. You can know the most X's and O's and schemes and philosophies in the world. But, man, if you can't get a kid to to buy in what you're, what you're selling, um, then it's, it's pointless. Um and I don't think it's an age thing. You know, growing up, you know, I honestly, I mean, I hated being a young coach because, um, you know, I don't want people, you know, gravitating towards me, you know, because, you know, I'm young and they think I'm the cool coach. Like, no, I want to be respected in this, you know, in this, mm-hmm. in this business. You know, I want to be known for, you know, my impact and what I've done and not because of, you know, my age. But, um, man, I think it's just, just relating, being related, uh, relatable to the kids, man. They have to... Um, trust you, and that was the biggest thing I learned coaching girls, man. They they don't care who you are. They don't care about your resume. They don't care about what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't trust you, then I mean it's going to be hard to get them to buy in. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be a really important uh, key. Um, yeah. May I, you said that about the getting girls to buy in. It is totally different coaching girls and coaching guys. I don't think, <laughs> yes, I don't, if you've never done it, I don't think you can really relate to it. <laughs> you know, it is a crazy thing. I've had people ask me, you know, which one do you like more? And I just, and honestly, you know, another crazy thing is, man, I, um, Craig Wiggins and his wife Joanna, when I was at Solid Rock, man, they told me, they were like, man, you need to coach girls, you need to coach girls. And I'm like, I could never. I just, <laughs> I could never. Yeah. And, and I told him that I was just laughing off every single time. Yeah. And then I, you know, they gave me the chance to do it. I think I did it with like a club team one summer, and man, I I loved it. Yeah. I was like, I could I could totally do this. And so when the opportunity presented itself, um, I just ran with it, man. I I, I love it to this day. But uh, people were like, oh, will you ever coach boys again? I mean, if that's if that's you know uh, a possibility, I mean, we'll see. But um, I love. I love both, man. I've enjoyed it, and I've had incredible relationships to this day with with both. So uh, I'm just grateful that I've had the opportunity to do both. Yeah. Now, when all is said and done and your your coaching career is over, what do you want the kids that you've coached to remember about you? Oh, man, that I genuinely cared about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't care about how many games I've won. I don't even know how many games I've won or lost. Mm-hmm. Um but at the end of the day, man, when I ask a kid or I see a kid in the hallway or if I see a kid upset, man, I, I genuinely care about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it's just it's, it's so much bigger than sports. That's just a small part of their lives. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all, it seems like it's our life. And, you know, it's all we do because it's, we put in a lot of time and a lot of hours. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, man, it's such a small, small piece of life. And, you know, there's a lot of things, man. Mental health is, is very real and it's very important. And, you know, I try to, everywhere I go, man, I just try to instill in these kids that, you know, you play basketball, but you are not, you know, a basketball player. Like, you are a human being first. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, your mental health is, is very, very important. So um, just knowing that, that, that I care about it, man. I, I love all my kids. And I've, I've tried to, you know, uplift as many as I can, but sometimes, you know, 
you know, we have those one or two that, you know, you just can't get to them. And that's yeah. okay. But mm-hmm. all you can do is try. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, just knowing that, that I tried. I tried my best to to love them um, and be there for them. If they ever need anything, except money. I don't have that. I'm broke. But <laughs> anything else they need, I got them. Yeah. I agree. Man, and it is. I think every coach that I've asked that question to has kind of had the, the same answer. And it is – I, I wish every adult, if they're if they don't go into coaching, could experience kind of the things that we as coaches experience with those relationships that you build with kids. That, like you were saying with your kids from Bishop McGinnis, I mean, they came and watched you uh, coach in the state championship game this past year. I mean, that's, those are you know relationships and bonds that you build with these kids. That when they get to be adults, they're going to want their kids to come visit you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. that is such you know I, I, I'll see kids every now and then that. You know, I didn't forget about them, but I see them, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And I mean, they'll come, hey, Coach K, how's it going? And it's just – it makes you just feel good that, hey, I had an impact on this kid that he would – he or she would go out of their way to come visit with me. You know, I mean, yep. that's 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 a powerful thing. Now, now, Coach, before I let you go, I got three questions I ask. They're usually a little off the wall, totally off of okay. basketball. I'm ready for it. All right. What is something people would be surprised to hear that BC Collins is bad at? Oh, man, a lot <laughs> of things. <laughs> um, golf. Oh, terrible. man. Yeah, not, not a good golfer. Um, yeah, man, that would probably, probably be number one. So if, I, have a, if I play in a four-man scramble, I don't need to give you a call then. Do not call me. <laughs> I will be... <laughs> I'll be a great, you know, cheerleader, man. I'll cheer you guys on, but no, do not call me. <laughs> All right. All right, number two, if you could visit with any athlete or coach to pick their brain, past or present, who would it be? Great question. Coach K, I'm a big blue, uh, Duke Blue Devil fan, um, and then I'm a big LeBron guy, so I would say Coach K and LeBron James. Oh, man. I'm not going to ask oh, that hey, question. I'm not going to hey, ask you. Hey, hey, listen, man, I, you be careful, man. Okay. I, <laughs> not gonna ask it. I was gonna move on to number three. <laughs> number three. All right, you go. Oh man, oh man. That'll be. I'll have a waste another thirty minutes on that debate. <laughs> All right, you go to your local pizzeria, and on the menu is the BC Collins pizza. What's on it? Need no toppings, uh, sauce, and crust. Well, number one, it better not have pineapples on it because. Uh, we're throwing that away. Um, <laughs> I'm, right. a big, I'm a big advocate of pineapple. Fruit does not belong on pizza. No. Um, so for me, man, I'm actually uh, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna go thin crust okay. Alfredo sauce. All right. With uh, chicken and spinach. Chicken? Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's almost yeah. like a like a. Well, I guess it is. It's it's a pizza, so it's Italian anyway. But yeah. you know, I, I think people get too caught up on on the red sauce, man. I've never been. A marinara fan. Nah, I'm, you got to mix it up, man. Yeah, you're the second person that I've asked that to that said something about Alfredo or just something opposite of marinara. And I, I don't even like tomatoes, so I don't. Not me either. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Well, man, Coach, I, I really appreciate you doing it. It was a pleasure to visit with you. I mean, I'm not going to hold the LeBron thing against you. You, know, you sound <laughs> like you got a good thing going. But thanks to you, man, and good luck to you and the Lady Huskies this upcoming season. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I've actually, man, I've listened to uh, quite a few of your 
your uh, your interviews, man. And you've done a great job. So whenever you reached out to me, man, I was I was very excited. So I appreciate it. Thanks again to Coach Collins for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode comes out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And also, every Wednesday at 3.30 on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page is Not So Instant Replay. You can check out the official Kenny and the Coaches website in the description below. And if you're on Twitter or X, just search at Kenny Coaches. And don't forget, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time. This episode was recorded on September 12th.